All right. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Midwest Madness, your favorite, hopefully, <laughs> true crime conspiracy. Uh, cryptid and... The other big C, cult. Cult. There it is. I was like, which one did we say yet? Podcast. Um, we want to welcome you back. And if you're ever curious why Emily always starts because she's the one that has the screen that's recording pointing at her so she knows when she starts it also so I just have to like sit and stare at her until she starts i just like to say hi friends because <laughs> these people are my friends that is because only my friends are listening probably <laughs> no some of mine aren't <laughs> it's like all our listeners i'm just kidding um okay so uh, danielle is gonna tell us her st- oh wait i'm emily sorry i and guess I'm- we should introduce ourselves again um danielle's gonna tell the story today and i'm kind of hoping for a crime because she hasn't told me a crime story yet but we'll see we'll see what happens all right um and just a fair warning i have podcast pup serious in my lap and my computer is resting on him so if he decides he's gonna hop up it's gonna be a ruckus well hopefully he won't all right, so I am doing the story of Ken Yedis. And I think Yedis is how you say the name. Ken Yedis. I asked someone and they said yes. Okay. So, or that's how they like spelled it out phonetically for me. What is this? <laughs> um, <clears throat> so this was a case that was brought to me by one of our listeners who asked to remain anonymous. Okay. But I went to school with them. So, dear listeners, if you have any good stories for us, which I know you do because a couple people have reached out. Yes. Please send them our way because it's a lot more fun to do stuff when they're recommended to you. Like, because, you know, people are invested in the story already. So you like go on a deep dive or at least I did. I was up until three o'clock in the morning. Oh, geez. Doing these notes. So, yeah. Um, so if you have, you know, like true crime, cult, conspiracy, or cryptid stories, seriously send them our way. Um, the other thing I would just like to mention is if it's not your story or like you heard it through the grapevine or something, like we're not going to read what you say to us out on the air because like it's not your story to tell. We want to tell it from like a news perspective you know from like actual reports and stuff because I don't want anything to happen where like they got this information from their cousin who heard it from so-and-so and and then so now this story is all twisted and wrong and like crazy okay do you know what I mean yeah like I just want to make sure that like please tell us your stories but don't expect to hear your words back on the podcast because we want to do our own verification of the story okay that's kind of what i'm saying you just took a long way like roundabout way (laughs) of saying that yeah i know okay what do you expect i like the sound of my own voice okay that's not true actually i listen to emily's episodes and not mine (laughs) seriously (laughs) jesus i listen to all of them uh okay so tell me about ken this happened in the town of Hull, Wisconsin, which is kind of near Stevens Point. Okay. So that, for people who don't know, is up um, by Lake Superior. Yep. Up that way. K- 
Ken was 58 years old when he was murdered on August 29th, 2006, when he was shot twice by a 20 caliber shotgun. Yes, true crime. <laughs> I feel bad for Ken, but yes, true crime. <laughs> She's been dying for me to do true crime. I feel like I'll have really good comments for like true crime. And the girl, this story is, I'm like, okay. I'm glad we're in Wisconsin. We haven't visited yeah, Wisconsin yeah, yet. Yeah, I was really excited about that too. So, um, <clears throat> he was shot twice with a 20 caliber shotgun. He was in bed when he was found with a handwritten note that said, bitch, and it was stabbed through a body pillow next to him. There were no signs of struggle, but it did look like he'd been moved after he'd been shot because one of my sources said he was shot through the back, but was found face up the next morning. Okay. It also said he was found nude, so... I already have a lot of questions. Reason 105 why I don't sleep naked. <laughs> I don't have any comments <laughs> on that one. <laughs> um, so, let's see. Uh, Cindy, his second wife... Um, and he was her second husband. Was she married at the time? Yes. Okay. Um, she found him the next morning when she went to wake him after she thought he had overslept for work. Where was she? Oh, we'll get there. Okay. We will get there, buddy. Ken's autopsy gave him a blood alcohol content level that would have made him drunk the night he died, but Cindy said he'd only had two beers that night. I don't know, Cindy. She claimed she'd tried to do CPR, but no blood was found on her white robe. Despite, I mean, despite it being a very bloody scene, I don't get why people like try to pass that off. Like, well, I, I tried to do CPR. Like, bitch, no, we know you didn't. <laughs> Unless you were literally covered in their blood and are trained to do CPR, you're probably A, not doing CPR right, and B, you probably didn't even try. Well, a lot of times, like, the 911 operator will like talk people through it. That's true, but. As a person who has been certified to do CPR for the last, like, decade of my life, it takes a lot more effort to do CPR than you think. I think just, like, the moral of the story is if you're wearing a white robe and you said you gave CPR and it's still white, <laughs> yeah, probably not probably true. Probably not true. Unless you changed, which would make no sense. So, Cindy claims that she had been sleeping in the family camper outside of the house the night before. They lived on 30 acres of land, so who knows how close the actual camper was yeah, to the Yeah, I was going to say, but even if, like, I, you're, you're going to assume that it's probably relatively close, and even if it wasn't relatively close, you're going to assume you probably would hear gunshots. Especially a shotgun, because shotguns the, are not, like... They don't have silencers on them. They're not quiet. You can't shoot through a pillow because you got to two-hand that bad boy. Do you... I don't know if you know this answer. (laughs) We are not hunters. No. Do you hunt with a shotgun? Yeah, they're those, like, long... Like, Elmer Fudd. Okay. Like, we live in an area where, when it is hunting season, we can hear... Yeah. And that's... Shotguns. And that is probably at least a few miles. Yeah. If not more. Probably two to three at the least. So you would think, like, if she's in the middle of the woods, it's the middle of the night, it's quiet, she's going to hear something. 
Well, hold on now, Em. Oh, did she say she heard something? She claims that she was sleeping outside because she had a sinus infection and that Ken had given her some medicine to help her sleep that night. That had knocked her out. Now, as you know, I'm a heavy sleeper. Yeah. I can sleep through just about anything. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense to me that if I were... So let's say I'm married, Mm -hmm. okay? And my husband gives me some drugs to help me sleep. I'm probably going to want to be like where other people are in case of an emergency. If the house starts on fire, that smoke alarm's not going to wake me up. So someone's going to need to wake me up and get me out of the house. Did she give like a specific reason why she was sleeping in the... Yeah, because of her sinus infection. So that was literally it. She was like, I just want to be alone. Yep. Like, apparently. I'm snoring really badly and I don't want to wake Ken up. Like... Yeah, apparently. Okay. You know, so like... It just does that just doesn't make sense to me because if there was an emergency like I don't know my husband being murdered I wouldn't want to be somewhere else drugged up and unconscious to the world like that just doesn't to me that just doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense I agree but as someone who is a light sleeper when I yes. do take meds I do I would still think I would hear a shotgun shot you yeah actually you might but I don't know like it's a I could it could see it being like a good excuse if on the surface level I guess I don't know it just seems I it just seems weird to me I don't know because you're so vulnerable and you still don't believe her but yeah Uh, you probably shouldn't yeah um so police found the back door unlocked but Cindy said that Ken had left it unlocked just in case she needed to get back into the house in the middle of the night But when police talked to one of his sons, he said that there was no way his dad would ever leave the door unlocked. Now, this brings up a couple of questions for me, for Cindy. One, do you not have a key to your own house? And two, if you don't have a key, do you not have a garage door opener? This is funny because we're completely opposite people because I was like, oh, that was nice of him to do. Leave the back door open for her. And I'm like, oh, absolutely not. (laughs) Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. You know how to get into your own house. Yeah, I guess, but... I know how to get into your house. I I know, but, you. I mean, who knows? Well, I mean, I'm, despite, pl- I'm playing devil's advocate here. I know you are. And despite that, like, his son said, no way would it ever happen. And, I, like... Okay, well, like, I do believe that. You got to believe the family. They're not gonna... They probably know better than anyone, so... So, yeah. How old was the son, did you say? No. And I don't I don't actually have ages, but they are all adult children. Okay. I do know that much. Okay. Um Okay, let's see. So according to Cindy, she tried to call 911 from the house, but the phone wasn't working. So she drove to a neighbor's house who called 911 for her. The then the first neighbor who calls first neighbor noticed that yeah piece of information okay they call 911 report the crime cindy can be heard like screaming or wailing or something in the background mm-hmm. and then she drives off to another neighbor's house to ask them for help too and when that neighbor asks her address she tells them she doesn't know what it is and they have to look it up in the phone book and now Jen Zier's a phone book <laughs> is a really thick book that has alphabetically 
people's names and addresses and phone numbers which is really actually kind of creepy it is really creepy and i'm glad we don't have them anymore yes accurate so like in order to look something up it would take you a a good minute or two because you'd have to go because his last name was spelled with a j so you'd have to go to the j's and then you'd have to find the j-e and then you'd have you know you'd have to go all the way through and like hope that he's in the phone book and if he's not then you're totally sol do we know how long they've lived at this property no but you've only lived here for like a couple months and you know the address already yeah so it's that's really true not that hard yeah um you know we all grieve in weird ways and like we don't know how we would act in this situation Shut but up, the Emily, you know you're suspicious <laughs> i am su- i am absolutely <laughs> suspicious but i do want to like point that out that like i feel like it's really hard to judge someone by like how they have act immediately after the fact just because you don't really know but the fact that she like went to one neighbors and then went to the other like i could totally well, see and like a uh, weirder um is she didn't tell the second neighbor she'd already gotten help from the first one did she tell the first neighbor her no. address no yeah she like so she, she told the first neighbor her address and then she claimed she didn't say that she didn't well i'm assuming know her address but maybe the did. neighbor had lived there for long enough where they were like oh i'm 108 so she's 109 or whatever you know yeah that's weird yeah so i don't super weird that is weird and then even weirder, when the police get there, they find the phone in the garage off the hook. So so was the where the phone's actually working? Yeah, but since the phone was off the hook, it wasn't. She couldn't she like couldn't call dial out. Yeah. out. Okay. Because it, it it showed as busy. Right. Which is another thing that cell phones don't do. Like you know, you can always like not answer the phone when you're talking on the phone to someone, but like back then with a landline well i mean 2006 isn't that long ago but with a landline at least a lot of times it was just like if someone's on the line you're not getting through you can't talk to them right so yeah it was just weird um when she was interviewed by police cindy showed little emotion which like you said not necessarily a sign of guilt because people grieve differently yeah she could have just been in shock yeah um but the weird thing is that she also gave different accounts of of the night they were all it sounded like from my sources that they were all pretty similar but like not a hundred percent the same that's always a little suspect yes but also again not to go like psychology but i took psych 101 like four times (laughs) don't judge me i was a psych minor so so you you know that like memories are are weird yeah so just because you remember something for example your family telling you that you were not going to get to go to pizza hut that doesn't mean it didn't happen it happened even though <laughs> mom doesn't remember <laughs> i've opened a cam- can of worms super sorry okay so um cindy offered a twenty-five thousand dollar reward for information on who killed her husband back in 2006 and she was like surprise it's actually me do i get the twenty-five thousand dollar reward now so fast forward 10 years to 2016 10 years yeah no info nothing 
Oh, that Cindy, always makes me so sad. Cindy was accused of killing her husband for insurance money. Okay, I'm sure she was accused probably. Oh, no. like I'm sure the town she was in, though, is yeah. a small town, and I'm sure those people were like, Cindy fucking. Yeah, but officially by police, she was not charged or accused of anything. Okay. Until two, 2016. For insurance money. For di- uh, several different life insurance claims that totaled around a million dollars. One of them was nearly up when Ken died. Um, oh. As well as a will that is allegedly fake and leaves his entire estate to her. And that estate includes a $200,000 sale from land that she did shortly after his death. So she's like, she made bank from yes. this. Um, and so I don't know if you noticed the allegedly fake will. Mm-hmm. So when I looked into that, it said that Cindy couldn't find the will until she looked in their wedding album when she was gathering photos for his funeral, which, you know, is exactly where I would keep a will, too, because it's not a Disney Channel movie. Cinderella story, I'm looking at you, Hilary Duff. She finds it in her kid book, The Will. Oh, yeah. So that was the only thing I could think of (laughs) was like, okay, Cindy thinks she's Hilary Duff. Um... Like, wouldn't you think that you would keep your will, like, in a fireproof safe or in a safety deposit box or... You'd think, but I'm sure people keep their wills in crazy places. Our uncle... I was going to just say, (laughs) Uncle Tom. We're looking at you here, buddy. You better tell somebody where that thing is or we're never going to find it. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to, like, bring a book to the store and, like... Oh, God. No, we're not getting rid of any of his stuff. No. But we're going to get it appraised so that we know how much it's worth. Anyway. So we can display it correctly. Anyway. (laughs) Will's probably not in a wedding album. Yeah. So the attorney that made up the will said the will was not written in a format that his office uses. Wait. Okay. Wait. What? So it said, so let's say I'm a lawyer. Yeah. On the top of the paper, it would say like Danielle lawyer firm, blah, blah, blah. Like from the office of blah, 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 blah. So, when so police, it had that on there, mm-hmm, and so, the lawyer was like, no, we don't do our wills this way. Yeah, that's not the format that we use. Not even, like, 10 years prior. Correct. He's like, that is not the form that, like, the format that we okay, use. Okay, but why not, like, bring this up 10 years ago? Well, I don't know when she found I mean, it sounds like she found it pretty quick after Because we were though. doing it for the funeral. She was going through it for the funeral. Yeah, so that... That was found pretty quick. So I think that was just one of like the contributing factors, not necessarily 10 years later. Okay. But still weird. Yep. Um, and then so a, re- a handwriting expert says that it doesn't look like Ken- Ken's signature. The witness on the will said that he never witnessed Ken sign the will. Um, this, and please tell me this was this will was not found to be like she didn't get anything from this will. As far as I'm aware, no-ish. I don't really know because his kids from his first marriage end up suing her. Okay. And um, like you, I, I go a little more into that, but like... You just think like if the witness was like, no, I wasn't there, like that would immediately make it like... Null and void. Yeah, you would think, so... Um... But so when when this is brought up against Cindy, she has been quoted as saying, quote, 
I don't feel I'm a person of interest in my husband's death. Most of the money went to the kids. Money-wise, my husband and I together would have earned more in two years than I ever would have gotten from his death, and I still would have my husband. End quote. But on the will that she produced, his kids were not mentioned once. Hmm. Only her and her daughter. And her daughter. Uh-huh. Not their daughter, her daughter. So, no, Cindy. I feel like she is... How did it take 10 years for her to get caught? I don't... I, yeah. I if don't, she get, I don't even know well, if she, like... like... In everything that I read, it, it, it's literally said, we don't know why police arrested her now. So the press doesn't even know what it was the tipping point. Like why they were like, okay, we can find In 2016 me. to arrest her, yeah. Huh. Um, and then it was proven that Cindy owned a 20 caliber shotgun that she got in the divorce from her first husband, Tom Schultz. But she told police in 2006, uh, in October, which is two months after Ken died, he died in August, mm-hmm. um, that it went missing in April of 2005. And then later in 2019, after she'd been arrested. Did they find it? She said that she had believed that it was stolen by one of Ken's sons. Oh, my God. She sounds like a real piece of work. So now she doesn't specify which son it was. Um, Ken had four kids from his previous marriage. Uh, They were Noah, Aaron. Aaron as in A-A-R-O-N. A-A-R-O-N? Yeah. Anna and Alex, and as in male Alex. Okay. So he had three sons. So she doesn't specify which son it was that allegedly stole the gun. Um, <laughs> and I, it, I had to do some real digging to, like, figure out how many kids he had and stuff. But, like, I even went and found his obituary. Yeah. And as someone who's written an obituary, there's, like, a specific way that you list out the family members. Yeah. She does not mention his children. What a bitch. It makes it sound like they weren't in his life at all. And the person that I talked to was like, absolutely not true. That like they were part of his life. And that's actually where I ended up getting their names from. Was from our listener. I just like, I feel really bad for these poor kids. Like not that like being listed in in an obit is like you know that huge of a deal but no but it's still like like, a big deal like and to make it sound like you weren't even proud of the of his life and then to say like you got all this money from him and you like was it ever proven that they had like gotten any money no um it like like i said they did end up suing her yeah but but, like it wasn't like they got fifty thousand dollars in 2006 after he died or whatever nothing like that that i found i just like why did she think this was gonna work out for her why was she like yeah this all makes sense because there's no paper trail or like i just don't that that, like isn't that one of those um i don't know if it's a disorder or like a personality trait what is it like narcissistic where they just, like, think they're way smarter than everybody else and they're not going to get caught. Isn't there, like, a specific name for that? Oh, I'm sure, but... I don't know I don't is. know either. Uh, okay, thanks for nothing, psych minor. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, barely passed, so... <laughs> um, okay, so there were... 
Um, rumors of issues in the marriage that could have led to a divorce, which would mean that Cindy would not get anything from her husband's death. Tale as old as time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then the other really sketchy thing is that she had Ken cremated quickly after his death. Oh. Which is like smoking freaking gun. (laughs) My God. Right? Ugh, Cindy, Cindy, Cindy. Um, and then remember that little, uh, that lovely little note that said bitch, bitch. on it? Yeah, mm-hmm. I was wondering about that. DNA testing was done oh, on the note, and it could rule out everyone except Cindy, but it also could not confirm Cindy's DNA. Cindy. Sydney. Okay. Cin- oh my God. Cindy. C- thank you. <laughs> you Danielle just I'm had a drinking, stroke. <laughs> but I haven't. Uh, my cold is sucking all my brain power out of my body. Okay, um, so it couldn't confirm or deny that she had handled that note. Um, and then a letter was mailed to police postmarked from St. Paul, Minnesota, that had details of the murder that the killer would know. This is interesting because at least one of Ken's sons lived in the Minneapolis-St. Paul area. So whoever sent that letter is, again, trying to insinuate it was probably her. She probably just like drove down for the day. Yeah. And sent a letter. Or even gave it to someone and was like, hey, can you send this from, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know if sometimes I give other people things to mail for me. So it would be weird. And they're the, just like, hey, are you you're oh, you're going to the Twin Cities. Will you just mail this for me? But like why in the Twin Cities? Yeah. Like, why not just go to your local yeah, post office? Exactly. So that would be weird. Um. Ken's four children sued Sydney. Oh my God, Emily! Why are you having such I, a hard time with the Cindy. word? It's Cindy. I don't know why. <laughs> like Cindy Lou Who. Yeah. Okay. Um, they sued Cindy for wrongful death, but settled out of court for an undisclosed sum and dropped the wrongful death lawsuit. I'm not sure what year that was in because I couldn't. It was really hard to find like older stuff because like new stuff has happened. So everything that I was finding was like really current stuff and just kind of like a little glance back at what had happened. Okay. Um, Cindy was arrested and charged for Ken's murder in 2019. She has pled not guilty. So between what was happening between 2016 and 2019? So she had been accused of it, but she had not been arrested. So she was she just like named a suspect yes. or a person of yep. interest or something? Yeah, she was named an actual suspect. I don't know why it took so long. I'm going to say, like, three years? Like... Yeah. It seem, It doesn't seem like any of this evidence was, like, new like new evidence. Well, and actually 13 years since he's died. Yeah. So... It seems like all this stuff was, like, there from the start, yeah, pretty much. It's, it's been a wild ride. Um, her bond has been set for a million dollars. She's still in jail? Yes, she has not bonded out. Okay, good. Um, her lawyer... <laughs> this is crazy, though. So her lawyer did try to get it changed and her moved to a prison where she could be let out with an ankle monitor as she, quote, isn't a threat to society and has medical issues, end quote. But the judge said, no, nah, nah, not happening. So well, good. She is currently still in jail. The trial is set for October 11th, 2021. Okay, that's coming up. Yeah. So this is like our most recent case that we've done so far which has yeah been really interesting are we are we gonna get into 
some sh- your face right now mm-hmm. is telling me we're about to get into some shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. <clears throat> her latest claim. Oh, geez. Is that her husband was killed by five men in an effort to cover up financial crimes at a lo- local race track where Ken was an investor. And now you're making the face that I make when I'm like, what the fuck? It, it's just like, okay, but then why wouldn't you say that right off the bat? Mm-hmm. That was my thought, too. I was like, okay, so why didn't you say that, like, I don't know, 13 years ago? Five men, too? Yeah. Seems a little excessive. Well, so here's where it gets even weirder. Oh, God. She, she claims... That four men were hired by the owner of Monster Hall Racetrack and Campground. Sounds like a fun place. I know, right? Three of the men came into the house that night, and after the driver, a.k.a. the fourth man, okay, heard gunshots, they, the three men rushed back into the car and took off. So, like, the fourth guy just didn't know why they were showing up? I think, allegedly, like, she claims that she heard that he was telling people that he didn't know that they were going to kill him and like he was really scared for his life and blah 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 but every source that i read is refusing to name these men because it's it seems like such bullshit well that's good yeah which i thought was really interesting because like that's not usually how it goes how the media works yeah so i thought that was really classy the so now i mentioned five men yeah the fifth man is allegedly the owner of this race car or race track i don't know if it's cars horses dogs i don't know what it is monster hall makes me think it's like cars me too um allegedly their motive is that the owner of monster hall race track and campground was being sued by ken and cindy for three hundred thousand dollars for an alleged sale of the race track since they were investors he didn't pay them out or anything he just like sold the race track and was like all my money now okay but again this is something that can be verified was there actually a like were they actually suing this man um i'm assuming if you didn't find anything probably not i didn't see anything that said yes or no either way he's just being a menace to me he's like just won't sit still Um, we're talking about serious sorry (laughs) um so according to the one of the sources the court documents say that the person she is accusing, who they don't name but call individual one, believed that if Ken and Cindy were dead, the lawsuit would be dropped. So she is alleging that she was also supposed to be murdered that night. <laughs> but as you recall, in her first story, she said she didn't even hear the gunshots because she was knocked out from medicine. But now... She was also supposed to die? Yeah. And she... S- somehow saw or heard or knew that five or three men ran into the house and a fourth stayed in the car as their getaway driver i'm kind of picturing that like they ran into the house and they were looking for both of them but they only found ken so they shot ken and then they left a note for cindy letting her know she's a bitch (laughs) and that's it well and then they rolled a naked ken over oh yeah and like repositioned the body yeah yeah Makes and sense. also, they got him drunk first. Did he just get himself drunk, though? Probably. Well, not according to her. According to her, he only had two beers. And, like, for most men, two beers is not going to get him drunk. Did they say that the, what his, like, 
alcohol? No. No. And they just said that he, it, he, he would, would have been, been drunk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So it says uh, individual one believed that if Ken and Sydney were dead, the lawsuit would be dropped. There was another investor that was involved in this lawsuit, so that that theory again doesn't hold a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Because like just even more of a reason why you don't believe it. Like why kill one and not the other? Yeah, why why kill Ken and Cindy but not the other investor? Like that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Um, allegedly, there were also concerns from individual one that Ken would tell the police about drug dealing between Ken and individual one, along with the four men that came into the house on August 29th. So, <coughs> excuse me, he's, she's saying, and her lawyer is saying that the risk of being outed as a drug dealer and this investment deal that went sideways is why Ken is dead. Mm-hmm. Likely story. So, as of now, that's kind of where we sit with everything. That's... That's it. That's it? Mm-hmm. So, I personally think Cindy's guilty. I mean, there's no way in hell really, she's not. There has not been another suspect mentioned from anyone but Cindy. Cindy's the one accusing the son of stealing the gun. It's like she's pointing her finger at, like, everyone else. Yeah, it's like, well, it wasn't me because it was this person. And it wasn't me because it was that person. Oh, no, actually, it was these four guys. Oh, no, sorry, it was these five guys. You know, like, it just... And the fact that it's been 13 years, well, actually 14 years now, coming up on 14, and she's got a different story so many times it just doesn't make sense i wonder if she had help though because i am trying i'm just like imagining like i definitely think she's guilty yeah but the fact that she he was rolled over or moved like it's it would be hard i think for a woman to be able to move and reposition a dead weight dead body male that's a good point so i'm wondering if she didn't do it alone well do you think it could have been her daughter then that was helping because that was the only other person in the will uh maybe but do we know like where she's like at in no life no i don't know any like i don't know anything about her kid i don't and like i said I couldn't even find the names of the kids, of his kids. I right. had to go to our personal source. I'm going to guess it was she had, She was cheating on him. You think so? Yep. And that's who she had help. And because, you know, just because the daughter was on the will, like, I feel like that was just like her doing. But I feel like she would have rolled over on this per- other person by now. She doesn't Maybe. seem like yeah. the kind of person that could be in a conspiracy and keep her mouth shut about the other person that's if a good she point. was going into the doghouse. Yeah, that's a really good point. I don't know. And, like, why, what was the point of the note? I don't know. Like, bitch? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and it honestly, if you're going to, like, insult me, get a bit more creative. Come and on. it's, like, bitch is, like, <laughs> such a, like quote-unquote like female swear word Mm -hmm. like you don't really hear men saying or like bitch all that often yeah but like female like we love the word bitch (laughs) we do and it's like a hateful word and it's a term of endearment it's like that bitch so like i feel (laughs) like if she was trying to portray it as a male she probably should have picked a different 
swear word like what male is gonna write bitch on a piece of paper next to it another dead man yeah it's a little weird it doesn't make any sense well and like from all the pictures that i saw of the crime scene like of the house like not inside the bedroom or anything but yeah. like of the house the camper is a big black camper and it's literally right in the foreground of the picture so the camper is near the yeah. house yeah so like i know i made it sound like it yeah. might not have been yeah but in every picture that I saw, and, like, there's no crime scene, ta- crime scene tape or anything, but, like, it's the exterior of their house, and the camper is in the foreground, and then right behind it is the house. Okay. And you didn't hear a shotgun? Yeah, and a shot, like I said, a shotgun, how do you make that quieter? You don't. That's... Because it it's a longer weapon, so you yeah. have to use two hands to shoot it. You can't, like, unless you're making a silencer, which, like, how? I mean, I'm sure there's a way, but, like, that would be pretty hard. It it would be a lot. And this gun that she got from her first marriage was never found. Not that I'm aware of. And it was just happens to be the same. Yeah. So. Remember, allegedly was stolen by one of the sons. Right. But, like, if that was true, they probably, like, that again, something that's easily verifiable. Yeah. You go to the son's house and you, like, look and around. The gun. Yeah. yeah. Like. And if it's missing from his house, then he would become a suspect, too. And then. She just seems like a big idiot. Yeah, she seems like a really bad liar, right? Like, I just don't get why people commit these crimes and then they're getting, like, huge payouts. Like, I know it's not always. Like, it's not always the case, like, but I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts and most of the motivation is, like, money and life insurance policies and, yeah. like. Um, if I ever get married, here's the deal. If you find out that I have a life insurance policy on me, I didn't fucking do it, Emily. <laughs> I didn't do it. I mean, like, I have a life insurance policy through my work, but still, it's like. But, like, if, if you have an extra, like, million dollars out there you didn't do it it's just like i want it on the record <laughs> and the fact that like it was one of them was just about to expire yeah. like and there were multiple like why do you need multiple life insurances i don't that doesn't make sense to me in the first place like is that a thing that normal people do i think actually i think i would i think there's like maybe two you would typically have like two or three maybe okay. because i I think the only life insurance policy I have on me is also through work, and it's a very small one. Yeah, mine's not that big either. Because it's, like, to cover funeral expenses, basically. Mine's a little more than that, but... Mine isn't. I work at a public elementary school. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just... I'm really curious to see how, like, this trial shakes out i definitely want to cover it again in like december maybe or just like do a little like mini update or something something. because like i do think it'll be really interesting to kind of be able to follow this one so again just to cover our own asses everything i said was allegedly yeah oh for sure everything about this she has not been proven guilty in a court of law she is still technically legally an innocent person and we can have opinions right yeah oh absolutely but we're not saying that she's guilty we're saying that allegedly (laughs) all of these things happened and this is what's been reported and this is why she's being charged of the murder well hopefully it doesn't get like pushed back has it gotten pushed back already 
I think so. I think it was supposed to be like February or, or January of this year. And so now it's pushed to October because probably because of COVID. COVID that's would be my assumption. Um, But I don't know. It's just so weird. The fact that she's thrown out this new theory like so late in the game with these five mystery persons that they called individuals one through five, which I thought <laughs> was really funny. But. Yeah. It's suspicious, right? It's just, I mean, none of this is looking good for her, I don't think. No. I'll be really, like, interested to see what, like, the defense is. Um, I can't think of the word, but, like, plan of attack is, I guess you could say. I get what you're saying. Like, what are they going to defend her and, and what they're... My guess is they're probably going to really hitch their horse to the whole five men you came think, into the house. and You think that one over the sun? Yeah, just because it's... That's it's the newest one? That's the newest one. That's I'm the not, one she's going with? Well, and that's the one that I was finding the most information about. Like, every time I Googled her name, it literally was like, court documents, uh name five people allegedly involved in this murder and part of her defense against the murder of her husband is this and like so it was like that was everything that i was finding this is what she looks like oh i'll post it don't worry she looks rough yeah she looks tired yeah she does must not be getting good sleep well you know she's not taking those meds that helped her sleep through the murder yeah um do we know how long they were married for did you say that i don't remember i didn't because i didn't find anything about it but you said that their marriage was on the rocks possibly right yeah allegedly not coming from her but coming from other sources things were not going great in the relationship well that would make like make sense to why she was sleeping in the camper yeah that too for sure because like let's be honest it wasn't because of your sinus infection or whatever you said it was yeah like that's why would you sleep outside if you had a sinus infection yeah and like if it was gonna bother him you would hope that he He would have if like you're sick yeah you would hope that your partner would sleep in somewhere else if they were like this isn't gonna work yeah if they're like that bothered by it yeah so to me it makes more sense that like their marriage was on the rocks and then they were just like sleeping again our grandparents slept in separate rooms for as long as i can remember you know, so maybe they did sleep in separate rooms anyways. Maybe, but I'm going to go with my theory <laughs> that's on that one. That's, I mean, you might as well. Yeah. Well, cool. So um, huge thank, thank you to our listener for bringing this case to my attention. And again, they did help me find some of that information that wasn't reported on, like the kids' names, because I could not find it anywhere. I was really, I was like, I'm so sorry I have to bug you, but I cannot find this shout out to them yeah so thank you for that um do you want to state your sources i was just about to um my sources were star news um stevens point journal uh the daily herald usa today and w a u s daily which i think is like a radio station perfect um and then our socials instagram and our gmail our mw madness podcast 
at gmail.com and then on Instagram. And then our Facebook is just Midwest Madness. And then Danielle's going to pull up the Twitter, but we'd really appreciate it if you guys like, you know, told us your theories on cases or um, suggested cases to us. Because like Danielle said, we always like to, you know, do new things and yeah, make our listeners happy. Um, Our Twitter is MWMadnessPod. Okay. Also, we have zero followers on there right now, so please come follow us. I feel like Twitter's not like super popular anymore. But I know people are still on there, and so if you are, come find us. Come follow us. Yeah. We'll try and be funnier on there. Yeah. (laughs) Emily's funnier than I am, so I might force her to take on the Twitter. I deleted my Twitter a while ago, but... Either that or TikTok. Take your pick, buddy. I am not doing TikTok. (laughs) I only use TikTok for viewing pleasure. Um... If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, Um, write us a review, and, you know, share us with a friend if you think they would enjoy. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yep. And we will see you guys next Tuesday. Yay. Okay, bye. Bye.